Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. Today, I'm going to tackle the topic of present listening. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. Elated, actually. And if you've been here before, super excited to have you back. I read a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and I've also written a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. The point of brief is to be clear and concise when you communicate, and the point of noise is clear thinking leads to clear communication, drowning out the noise. There's a lot of noise in our lives. The managing director and founder of the Brief Lab, where we help people think clearly and communicate clearly, and I'm really excited to talk about today because it was an incident that happened relatively recently, a few weeks ago, where I was on Fort Bragg, as you many of you know, I... I live most of the time in Pinehurst, North Carolina, near Fort Bragg, which is one of the largest military installations in the United States. And what's interesting about Fort Bragg is there's a lot of people and a lot of different types of people. So it's a a really interesting cross-section of society. And I got a very interesting invitation to speak to all of the chaplains and chaplains' assistants at Fort Bragg. So these Individuals, men and women, are responsible for the spiritual well-being of the entire populace of Fort Bragg. So I asked, I was asked to, to train and to give them some points on, on brief when I, when I spoke to them. And today we're going to talk about present listening. So much, maybe much to their surprise, I wasn't talking about like the famous joke of the keto good homily is to have a good beginning and a good end and to keep those two parts as close together as possible. I didn't say that, even though that's funny and true. I, I talked to them about the value of listening, and we did a lot of exercises. And what I want to do is just recreate what we did, because I think it's, it's noteworthy. It was like preaching to the choir. That's kind of my takeaway when I was walking out. I was like, you know, I'm talking to these people that are really dedicated to people's well-being. What can I give them? And what, what I gave them was a way to, to listen to people that is a gift. And that's what I call present listening. It's a term that I've used in the book Noise, and it plays on the word be present in the moment and give your gift of listening to somebody else. So it's be here now and then without an agenda, just listen to somebody. So this is what we did. And, and why it's important that we did this is because it's their job and listening is our job. We have to do it. It's part of our job to understand what people are doing where they're at, what's going on with them, what's happening with them. You can't communicate it to somebody unless you know what matters to them. And guess what? We don't know what matters to people unless we listen. And many people, myself included, struggle with this. It's hard. It's hard to be a good listener, a good active listener. Oftentimes it's because we're tired. We don't care. People don't know how to organize their thoughts. They're all over the place. How can listening be a force to lower the noise? And this is what the exercise that we did with them did. It helped lower the noise. I'm going to walk you through it, what we did. Um, It started with an exercise where they were going to talk to each other for five minutes. So we paired people up and and I asked them to, to ask somebody one of two possible questions. One question was, what was your favorite memory growing up? And the other question was, what do you love most or what do you hate most about your current job? If you think about that question, and we've 
talked about this in a previous podcast about asking better questions. It's one of the skills of really good listeners is they ask better questions. Well, professional listeners like journalists or therapists or in this case like counselors, clergy, um, interrogators, investigators, there's a host of people that are really supposed to be professional listeners. They're trained to do this. They ask, they know the right questions to ask and they prepare in advance. Well, most of us don't have that gift or not yet. So we have to come up with a better question. So it started with that question. Imagine if they had asked a different question, which was, you know, do you like your job? Or where did you grow up? Or where are you from? So those questions don't lead to an answer because they're just sort of short, you know, narrow answers, narrow questions rather. So we started with that question. So they started talking. And then what I told the partner to do was once you ask the question and the person started talking... Start really focusing your interest in understanding and learning more. Like imagine if you were going to write a story and you were listening for a headline. You know, what's the story about? So I gave them the underlying task that not only just be interested and actively listen, giving your gift of listening, but imagine if you were a reporter. You know, how would you listen then? So they did that. And... And, I, and at the end, they, they switched. So it was about five minutes per person. And you could see a lot of people talking. And, 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 then, and then the partner switched and they told, you know, the other person, him or her, the, their, their own story. And they, they, everybody, everybody had a chance to listen and tell their, tell their side of the story. At the end of this, what was some of the feedback that I got? Well, one of them is, you know, it's hard because I didn't know what was going and I, I didn't know the right questions to ask. And and there's a part of it where the level of interest might be pretty low. Like, I don't know where this is going or I don't know why I'm doing it. And, and you have to hang tough. I mean, you, have to, you clearly have to hang tough in this conversation because the, the point is for five minutes, you're really just staying in the moment and just listening to their favorite memory. But the purpose was, was I, w- I gave them a purpose to the listening because they were listening to, to, to write a story. And this all led us to... to uh, a con- kind of a concluding moment where they were going to recap the conversation. And this is often an indicator if a person's an effective listener or not, is you ask a person a question or you play it back to them. This is what it sounds like. You listen for a headline and you tell them what the headline was. You don't say that word headline, but you just say, well, what I hear you saying is, and you play back what you heard. And then you follow it with, and this is, some of the points are why I think you have this, you know, like, so what I hear you saying is what you loved about this and you play it back to them. And then you look very, very closely to see if it's accurate or not. And a couple of things is gonna, are going to happen. Number one is the person is going to recognize that you're listening because it's such a rare skill and people very, very do it very, very poorly that if you make an effort to listen and play it back, even if it's not that accurate, a person's going to notice Okay, so I heard some really great stuff. Like, so what I heard you is that you loved, you know, sailing. And the person says, well, I didn't really love sailing. I actually just like boating, but but that's fine. And there were some inaccuracies, but at least they noticed that you were trying. And then what followed that were some of the details, some of the key details. Again, if you're filing a story, you have to be accurate. So, and the reason why I think you liked that was because of this and this, and this is what you did, and then there's some ending. That allows you to provide an executive summary, but almost like in reverse. So you're listening, and then you're, you're, you've got a role, and you put the pieces together, and then you play it back to the person. 
this is really powerful. And it was a very short conversation. What was interesting was that the, the people in the exercise who do this for a living found room for improvement. Again, I felt like I was preaching to the choir. And in fact, I was literally and figuratively preaching to the choir. But there was room for improvement. We can all do better at, at this at this skill of present listening. It's a type of active listening, but really in the moment, not letting ourselves try to find an answer, a solution, or a response, or going back to the past, like I've had this conversation, I know what they're going to say, but just really being in the moment. And one of the things that was really interesting, because I talked to them a little bit about the new book is did the conversation lower the noise? And their unanimous answer is it did. Listening has an effect of lowering the noise. Because what it does is when we're doing it well and we're asking good questions is we help guide a conversation to a place. Um, it, we help people, the questions keep, keep people on track without forcing it, without forcing it. But once you start to get the general thread of what a person is talking about, then you can hone in. It does certainly helps lower the noise. Um, so that was my story about, you know, working with chaplains and chaplains assistants and teaching them the, the gift of present listening. Um, and what I said to them is what I'm going to say to you. You know, present listeners are a select few. Be one of them. Just saying. For more information on our books, tools, workshops, webinars, and keynotes, please visit thebrieflab.com, T-H-E-B-R-I-E-F-L-A-B.com.